welcome to the Circle Sessions featuring the Circle of Experts. The Circle of Experts are Yasmin Robles from Robles Designs, Tanisha English Amamu of TJE Communications, and Don the Idea Guy. I'm Brett Johnson from Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. Each week, one of the Circle of Experts joins me to talk about some critical aspects of growing your podcast. We'll focus on marketing, social media, monetization, and website design with the idea of implementing all of these together. This week, Tanisha is here from the Circle of Experts. Tanisha is on a mission to help small businesses level the playing field through digital marketing solutions. Tanisha, thanks for joining me again today. Of course, anytime. Let's talk about, I think we all have heard about what KPIs. We'll either mm-hmm. see the three letters and we kind of go, okay, I think I know what that means. But but mm-hmm. let's talk about KPIs and social media but uh, and, and, and why it matters. But let's dig a little bit deeper about what are you know KPIs. What does KPI stand for? And, and why should we yeah. pay attention to that as podcasters or anybody that's diving into social media? That's a really good question. So KPI stands for Key Performance Indicator. So typically with social media, the most common key performance indicators will be growth or followers, impressions, reach, engagement. Um, Some of those things matter more to people than others, uh, which I know we'll get into. But essentially, it's a way for you to kind of just keep track of how you're doing on social media um, based on whatever your goals are. So those KPIs, no matter what social media platform, are available to you once you sign up for a a, a social media platform. Is that correct? It's really you don't have to do a third-party service. It's there in the background. Yeah, it's there to some capacity. Of course, if you're using a third party, you can get a little bit more information. But as long as you have a business account um, on a social platform, you're able to see that information. One interesting thing about Twitter, though, is that now they are uh, showing people how many like people have seen your tweets for everybody, which some people really don't like <laughs> because it's like, okay, a hundred people saw this tweet and then nobody did anything. And now everybody knows that a hundred people saw it. Um, but on most platforms, that information is something only you can see. And of course, other people can see how many followers or friends you have. But as far as those deeper insights is something that only you behind the scenes on that account have access to. All right. So walking into a specific social media platform um, and understanding the KPIs, would it be a, a good good thing to do is understand what each platform does provide in KPIs? You know, it's some is growth doesn't matter in one, but um, sharing does in others. Is, is that a good way to approach understanding what a KPI is for each social media platform? You know, honestly, when it comes to KPI, something that I talk to clients about is really what are our goals? What is something that we want to focus on? Some people really care about having a ton of followers versus some people care more about engagement, which I'm more of an engagement girl. I don't care if I have 10 followers. If all 10 of those people are commenting, liking, and sharing everything that I do, that's 100% engagement. Mm -hmm. Versus if you have 100,000 followers and only 10 people are liking, commenting, and sharing things that you do, your visibility um, and getting your message out there, whatever it may be, 
isn't as, you know, big as, as, you know, you would want it to be. If you have a hundred thousand followers, you would hope at least half of those people would be somewhat engaged. Um, so it's really down to you as an individual and as a business about what matters. Um, so I guess I can kind of also break down what these different KPIs Mm -hmm. mean. So, for example, of course, we know followers, right? We Followers are people who actually click, I want to follow this account. And hopefully, depending on the algorithm, their posts will actually show up on my feed when, when I get on that said platform. Um, and then you have impressions. So an impression is how many times someone may have seen something that you posted. Impressions can can also be views as well. So let's say you have 10 followers and you have 10 impressions. You can assume that at least those 10 followers saw your post at least one time. But it could also mean that one person saw this post 10 times which is why I don't like impressions <laughs> because it may have a hundred views, but it may be from two people. Right. So then you get to reach. So reach is actually the amount of accounts or people who this post reached. So let's say you have a post and it reached 10 people, you know, for sure that 10 different accounts saw this post at some point in time. And then when people are engaging with the post, that means liking it, commenting on it, sharing it, um, that, that, that's what we consider engagement. So people are actually seeing it and not just, you know, saying great posts and keep scrolling. They're actually taking the time to like or do something um, to show that, that they've seen the post. So for me personally, I prefer to look at reach. So how many people are seeing what we're doing, and then how many of those people are actually engaging with our content. You'll have a lot of marketers um, kind of push the impression number because it's it's a pretty number. It's a vanity number. Like, oh, look, we had 100,000 people, you know, or 100,000 impressions, but it's like, well, what does that mean? Did those com- did those impressions convert? Did people click the link that I put in that post? Did people comment? Did they engage? Um, so you kind of have to think about what matters to you uh, when you're using social media. All right. How do you pull that out of a client then? So let's say you're going through an analysis meeting with them and, and how are the stages of your questions? How do you line that up to really pull that out of a client to know really what they want? Because they, they may be yeah. enamored by, by uh, let's say, TikTok, but, it's, but maybe that's not the right platform for them, but they're just in exactly. love with it. How do, you, how do you go through that process with a client to really, not to dissuade them, but to, so they understand right. it's like that may not be where you want to be because you're talking about this. Sort of thing. Yes. Well, I like to look at who are on these different platforms based on data. I love looking at data. Um, I'm a Sprout Social um, agency partner. So Sprout Social is actually a social media management tool that has, you know, tons of people that use the platform, including like big brands. So they're able to pull some data based on the users and kind of tell us, you know, on average, what are what is the age or the demographics of people on these different platforms? So first thing you have to understand 
whether it's for your business or maybe you're doing a podcast that has nothing to do with your business, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, something that you're passionate about. It's really looking at, well, where are my people? Are they on TikTok? Are they on Twitter or Instagram? Understanding where they are and then that's where you should go. Um, And if you don't want to go to those specific places, then how do you get your people to meet you where you are, which is, you know, something that you'll have to think about as well. So I like to start there, just understanding from clients, you know, who's your target audience? Where do you typically find them? How do you typically engage with them? Looking at different platform demographics and then making suggestions on where we should go. Sometimes, though, I may have a client who would be great for TikTok, but TikTok takes a lot of work. So, you know, maybe instead of TikTok, we do Instagram because we can do a mix of videos and photos and a couple other things. And it's not so um, video heavy necessarily. Um, So that's the first thing you want to do, really, is just understanding who you're trying to reach, finding out where they are and then getting on those platforms to meet them where they are. So when you're tracking the KPIs, I'm, I'm thinking about mm-hmm. all this information you have, and then I'm think my mind goes spreadsheets. Oh gosh, okay, okay, <laughs> all this information and tracking it. So when you're working with clients, uh, mm-hmm. have you developed you know certain KPI spreadsheets or you know that sort of thing to form? And as well as uh, how often do you check this stuff? Yeah. So I guess I'm a lazy marketer because Sprout does the work for me, thankfully. Okay. Okay. No, that's and okay. I didn't that's mean fine. for this to be a plug for Sprout necessarily, mm. <laughs> but mm. um, it does generate these reports. So we're able to look at um, even competitors if we want to see what's happening mm. on, on their side too. Um, we're able to see that growth and we can decide um Uh, periods of time. So if we want to see, okay, during this month, 2023, this is what our numbers look like. But this month in 2022, it was like this. So what happened? What did we do differently? And we're able to kind of dig into that and um, see what was different. Uh, I typically do this at least on on a monthly basis. I'll kind of check in and look at it. But I think quarterly is a good time to at least look at those numbers, see you know, what's been happening in the last three months, this time of year compared to last year, and what things can we do differently to improve if we're behind that mark? Um, or if we're doing great, how can we keep it going? No, I, I don't consider that being lazy marketer at all. I think it's smart <laughs> because you're utilizing a tool that's out there that makes sense, that actually saves yeah. you time, saves you money, and gives you better insight for your client as well as a client so they know, okay, we need to do this, we need to change this, or hey, we're rocking it here. Just yeah. keep going and keep the creative juices going. I think that's a really smart way of looking at it uh, versus yeah, the, the spreadsheet piece. Part, it just doesn't work. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll quit yeah. on the spreadsheet in two months. You will. Exactly. <laughs> because, you know, that's super daunting. And honestly, most of the social media management platforms out there offer some type of reporting and analytics. Um, So if you're using a tool like that to schedule, um, even if you're using Facebook and Instagram natively, you can get some information. It may not be super extensive, but you can still get some information about how posts are performing um, and what people tend to engage with more than others. 
Yeah. So you mentioned Sprout. Are there other mm-hmm. um, platform or other you know apps? I guess you would say uh, when it comes down to it, uh, that are pretty reputable, pretty good. Yeah, Hootsuite was actually the very first social. They might have been the first management tool out there, but at least they were the first tool that I actually ever used. Um, And they offer different analytics. Of course, if you're on the free account, you might get some things versus if you're paid, you might get a little bit more. So that's another um, good platform that's also super affordable. Um, Another really affordable platform that I've used in the past is Buffer. yeah, buffer.com. They actually offer a free version of the, of the scheduling tool, and you're able to get a little bit of analytics, or you can opt in for a paid option to get a more in-depth. But I remember when I was using Buffer, um, even like a few years ago, it was like $8 a month for a paid version. Um, so yeah, that's another good one. I know people have used later.com. That's another one. Planoly is another one I've heard people use. I mean, there's really a ton of them out there that at least offer some type of reporting and analytics for for you to keep track of. Right. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear you're saying on a monthly basis to check that mm-hmm. because, you know, podcasters tend to want to see analytics like daily. How many downloads did I get today? How many? And again, it's, yeah. it's a vanity. It's totally vanity. That's all it is. Right. We want to know how many each day and such. But it's but it, that's mm-hmm. that's really new podcasters, you know, because then all of a sudden it's like, OK, no sense me checking on the dashboard today. Mm-hmm. I know how many is going to come down the day. It, it really. OK, this is a waste of time. And that monthly cycle, I think, makes a lot of sense unless there's something yeah. you specifically want to see you you created something that was just this is really good i really want to see how it's going and that's cool that that's fine because that gets you excited about new projects new different nuances Mm -hmm. of videos you do or postings and that's a good thing but i I like to hear that monthly cycle that's there are better things to do than watch your dashboard (laughs) that yes for sure and with podcasting you know i'm the type of podcast person where i will purposely like if especially if it's a podcast i really like for example i love crime junkies i I love a lot of true crime podcasts i think serial was the first podcast that i ever listened to um so i'll let them build up because like hearing one episode i'm like oh like i gotta know what's next so i may let like two or three build up and then like binge it for hours like even if it's a two-hour episode i don't care i'll listen to it while i'm working while i'm driving whatever so with podcasts it's interesting because it's not necessarily that daily consumption of like content like it is on social media usually podcasts unless it's like the daily from the new york times like Mm -hmm. it comes out once a week so during that time, you know, people might, it might drop on a Thursday, but then somebody might not listen to it until Sunday while they're cleaning or, or doing something. So it's a little bit different. So I definitely think monthly is good for, for podcasters for sure, because people are consuming on their own time because it's, it's an on-demand thing. And I've even noticed too, um, some of the podcasts now, like I know, uh, I listened to this podcast called Something Was Wrong. Have you ever heard of that one? No. Um, no. It's a, it's kind of like kind of true crimey, but it's it's actually like people telling their stories where they might have been in some sketchy situations that they've like survived. <laughs> so it's it's a lot of like crazy stuff, and like every season is a little bit different. 
Like the last season I listened to was solely based on like this one guy and all these women were telling their stories about their experience with him. But something that they offer now is if you subscribe to their Apple podcasts, you can get the next episode early. Okay. So I've been thinking about it. Cause I'm like, <laughs> after you listen to one, it's like, well, I gotta gotcha. know what's next. <laughs> um, so yeah. So you may have people who, you know, do that versus people who may just kind of let them build up and binge it. Like even with that season, I just binged that whole season. It's already been out. They already started a new season, but I just finished the last season, maybe like last week. Because I just binge the whole thing at least like once a day. I may listen to like two or three episodes. Wow. So yeah, you may find you know with that, so, or somebody may just discover your podcast, and so then they'll go back to the first season and kind of work their way through. So it's right. a little bit different uh, with podcasts for sure. Yeah. Well, I think your example right there is a good way of for podcasters to take a look at, at what kind of mm-hmm. podcast they're creating and how yeah. they should use media social media uh, yes. because if the people are doing that then then they're binging so it's a different reaction to the social media and i think any business can take a look at it that way it's like okay what do we do special that we need to do something special on social media about yeah. releasing things or product really whatever case might be mm-hmm. i think it's that understand what you're creating and how your audience is using you and then go into it with with the kpis in the social media i think that's important for sure yeah. yeah, because, you know, one thing um, with some of those true crime podcasts, some of them, like I know with like Payne Lindsay and the Up and Vanished, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of that one. It's mm-hmm. another yeah. true crime one. Yeah. Yeah. But when he was solving that case of Tara Grinsley, I think her name mm-hmm. was, he was like, there was the podcast, but then he was also on social media posting updates in between the podcast. So sometimes you have to like to understand the episode you're listening to, you may need to look at the social media and like, wait, hold on, like what happened? Because he may say like, yeah, I made this post and he may like skim over it and you're like, wait, whoa, I missed that. Same thing with crime junkies. They um they actually have an app now and all that. So they're like super sophisticated with it. But before then, sometimes they may say, okay, we're looking at a map. And this person lived here. They supposedly walked to this place. So what could have happened in between there? Oh, by the way, the map is on our social media. You can go look at it. Or the map is on our website. So then it makes you want to go so that you can actually see what they're talking about on the podcast. So if you can find a way to make it engaging where, you know, it's not necessarily giving people an extra step because if they want to like Mm -hmm. have full understanding of what you're talking about you can say hey you know check the description of the podcast we put a link in there for you to like see what we're talking about people may do that and that's kind of how you get more engagement be able to kind of cross over between just people listening to the podcast and then engaging on social media yeah i love how these different mediums just work together seamlessly yeah. quite frankly and, you, and and it's not tricking anybody it's it's a, i right. have to show a map somewhere mm-hmm. so it's either going to be on a website or on social media let's make it work mm-hmm. both places and, yeah. and and all of a sudden you're understanding your kpis you're understanding mm-hmm. what your audience will and won't do and that's a right. good lesson to understand it really mm-hmm. is yeah for for, for, future, sure. for future use and and you know you're feeding that into that fear of missing out stuff too 
Uh, you know, exactly. it's, it's, isn't that great? I love it. I love it. Well, super. This has been a really good deep dive into KPIs. I really appreciate it because that's helped me think about it a little bit differently too and understand that there yeah. are you know, th- there are there is software out there you know that, that you know mm-hmm. you don't have to, don't have to do it on your own it, it, and, and yeah. inexpensively and just get what you need to do so if, if anybody has any more questions about this or you know actually you know maybe dive in a, a bit deeper with you how can they get a hold of you about this yeah you can go to my website it's tjecommunications.com and sign up for my mailing list or you can find me on social media at tjecomm and send me a DM or uh, give me a call or email me. Cool. Sounds good. Hey, and thanks for following and subscribing to the Circle Sessions from Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants.